Hello everyone, Veteran Lucas here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, but I did want to let you all know that there were some audio glitches that I had to try and move through, so you might hear a little bit of buzzing on some of their guys' end. I do apologize. I do hope you enjoy the episode. We all worked really hard on getting this interview going that you're about to hear. We worked really hard on making sure that we learned as much cool stuff about insects as possible, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, See you for the next episode. Peace! Hey, Don. Hey there, buckaroo. Dad's not here. We should open his secret cabinet and have a party. Talk about Lucas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm older than him. <laughs> uh, I feel, I feel <laughs> he is the dad of this show, and we all know it. He keeps us in line to make sure we don't do stupid things. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have so, fun stuff to edit out from this episode before everyone hears it. <laughs> before everyone hears it. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Science of Pokemon. I'm Professor Collins. With me today is Fisherman Don. Not Howdy with us ho. today. Not with us today is Veteran Lucas. Um, we have a very special guest that I was lucky enough to meet uh, at one of the conventions we presented at, and we're going to talk all about insects and bugs types, and it's going to be a great time. So uh, sit back, kick back, go grab a few snacks, and let's enjoy this with our super exclusive club. Hey, so let's go to the news real quick because I know we have a very long interview to hear. Um, can you tell me some science news? Because I have not been keeping up the past week. I've been so busy that who needs sleep? <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, in the science news that I found that I think is neat, they, with some DNA evidence and studying, they have discovered that ancient Egyptians did not, in fact, um, have a domesticated breed of ibis that they sacrificed to honor their gods. I think it was the writing god is the ibis-headed one, right? Okay. So they believed until then that Egyptians had domesticated like all sorts of animals, including ibis then. Correct. Yeah, I guess there was a belief that the um, uh, some of the temples dedicated to uh, Thoth or Toth or however you say Toth. it, the yeah. Egypt, yeah, Egypt-headed writing god, um, like the ponds around the temple were made cultivated to be ideal ibis habitat, which it might have been, but after DNA uh, analysis of the mummified birds, which they have been found stacked floor to ceiling along kilometers of catacombs mm, in ancient Egypt yum. sites, so like hundreds of thousands of birds mummified over time. Um, but they have been shown that the birds... Hey, Don, do you think KFC gets their chicken meat there? <laughs> well, actually, in Florida, people do call ibises chuck, uh, chuckalusky chickens, so they very well might. <laughs> Ew. But if these birds were farmed, you would expect a lower level of genetic diversity because farm populations are typically interbred. Well, that's like, but like, like, there like, was... like dogs when they have quote-unquote purebreds, like they have no genetic diversity, which is why they get like cancer. Right. Exactly. But these birds had a high degree of genetic diversity, which suggests that they Egyptians were actually just going out and <laughs> catching the ibises so to it, then sacrifice. Do you think they were just like taking mummify. taking like a like a, a sack and like like running up behind it and like Whoop. I would imagine it was some sort of cast net type device, <laughs> if I had to guess. Oh, you don't you don't think it was like a like catching a chicken in a bag? <laughs> I mean they can fly. I know, and they're in like deep, like probably like you know shin to waist deep, shin to knee deep water because they're a water bird. So you probably couldn't run up quick enough with a sack. So I think a throwable net would probably be the move. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Disprove everything I say, Fisherman Don. 
So anyone who wants to go catch ibises, you know, let me know how you do it. <laughs> this has been Conservation Corner with Don. Tweet us on Twitter to let us know how you do it. That said, they're probably protected in your state. Check with your local fishing <laughs> game first. Oh, they most certainly are. Um, anyways, let's talk about Pokemon news because, oh my gosh, Sword and Shield dropped. I'm excited. I've been playing a lot. I, as, as of this point, it's been out for a week. No, weekend, two weeks? Um, I two think weeks. A, two weeks. Two, no, so like... A week? Sometime ten days, up. ten days, something like that, yeah. It's been a while. Yes. I have to say, um, yes, I have criticisms. Like, I hate the Ycom system. I love, like, the, rant, the, the surprise Pokemon thing. I think that's great. But I hate trying to, like, hook up with you guys for a link trade. It's so stupid hard. I think that there are some there are some issues that need to be fixed, but I love this game. I'm, it is genuinely a fun, enjoyable game that, unlike when I played earlier generations, I can just sit around and play with my family. Yeah, I personally, um, I I, I do think they're gonna probably yeah. like maybe streamline or improve the online aspects of it moving forwards. But just from a just yeah, like kind of saying just general enjoyment of it, I'm really enjoying the game. Also, it has Snom in it, so it's immediately the best Pokemon game. You know, I I, I know a lot of uh, our competitive friends have not done this, but since we have two switches at our house and two little girls playing at the same time, the local like connectivity is amazing. That's very like, good news for me to know. For, like, like the two of them can be playing in the game together. And they will see each other show up in like on screen. I've seen clips of that, and that's really cool. It's so great because they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I saw you!" And then like the other one will be like, "Oh, there you are. Let's play together now." And I love the fact that the two of them, I mean, especially with our new daughter, I love that she gets to bond with me and Lie on something that Lie and I have bonded on for like four years. <laughs> Like now it's like, hey, it's a family affair to the point where the baby was coming and watching with us. And she was like, oh, watch Pokemon, please. Because, <laughs> you know, she's in sentences now. Um, but I don't know. You know, I know there's a lot of complaints about it. And I'm not saying that it's perfect. I will say that I've enjoyed it a lot more than any game in the past decade. I will say RIP to Polito, though, the only weather wet, wet weather setter. To not make it in. Yeah, but, I mean, Pelipper's there, so. But uh, Pelipper's you. Politoed is the true, the true boy. I do like Politoed. Um, you know, the one thing, Before the other thing, I, the other thing I gotta say is I love Pokemon camping. <laughs> it is my favorite feature. Fetch with, have you played Fetch with Snom? It takes him like 20 minutes <laughs> to get the ball and bring it back to you, but he does his best. <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever. Well, so... Since we have both both Sword and Shield, um, my Sword playthrough, I'm playing with uh, selected Pokemon that our listeners on Facebook actually selected and named. Um, and on Shield, I'm playing with only things I own as plush because I'm a pain in the butt that way. And I am loving playing on Shield because it's like these Pokemon that I've owned as plush for like 20-some years... I'm like, oh, my Pikachu or my Raichu and e or Espeon are best friends. That's amazing. I was watching that my Espeon and, and Raichu playing together. 
and I loved it when my score bunny ran up to them and picked a fight. <laughs> and and then my Umbreon ran over and was like, hey, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and score bunny was like yelling at everyone. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> Best entertainment ever. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to say to people who, who are on the fence, I'd buy it. Honestly, it's been so much fun. I know it's not like it's not super hard, but I think the point of this game is to make it more accessible because Game Freak realizes that they have to continue growing their audience to sustain the size of their company. So, you know, give it a shot. It's fun. Um, competitive play's already started. It's fun, too. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really easy it's, to get... Dynamax is really interesting. It does a lot of neat stuff. The new speed mechanics are wild, where they immediately change the turn order. I could talk about this stuff for nine hours, but I won't right now. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I, I Seriously, though, uh, give it a shot. Uh, I Don, you ready to move on to our interview? Yes, let's go for it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. Uh, I'm going to introduce our guest here to you. Her name is Lydia, and can you tell us about uh, what you are studying, uh, what, what your field is? A little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I am actually a um, entomologist. I'm a graduate student at the Ohio State University in the entomology department, uh, and my study, my research is on mosquitoes. So I study how everyone's urban... favorite animal. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I study how uh, urban environments, so living in cities, might be changing uh, mosquito seasonal responses. So a lot of insects. They go into this state called diapause, which allows them to uh, survive the winter. And so our mosquito species is one of those. So <laughs> surprise, there are mosquitoes that can survive the winter and then come back out in the spring um, and continue biting you. And so I'm looking at how living in cities might be changing that particular response. Now, they, they have found, researchers found like changes in other insects. I, I know that like, like bees have changed their behavior in cities, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, so, like, you can have changes in foraging behaviors. Uh, someone else that I work with has looked at bumblebees okay. um, in industrial cities. And so post-industrial cities and looking at, like, lead contamination Ew. and seeing how that affects their, uh, their foraging So is it behavior. not good for them so, either? <laughs> yeah, no, it is Lead not is good, good for, for no one. <laughs> So let me ask you though, what got you interested into into Pokemon, into Pokemon, Pokemon? Uh, so when I was really little, um, I had a hand me down, uh, uh, okay, Game Boy Color that I was given a copy of As Pokemon one does. Red. Uh, yes, and so. Because I was like five, I couldn't figure out how to get past. I couldn't get figure out how to get past the fairy, so I would just play that beginning section over and over and over again uh, until I actually got Pokemon <laughs> Sapphire, and then no, I mean <laughs> that I could it, actually do. I could you, actually. You're, you're so right, though, and I know there's a lot of um, it's a contentious topic, and I know there's a lot of fans right now who are a little sour, but um having two young daughters, having a seven and a five year old who can play Pokemon. Now I am thankful with the mm -hmm. 
ease and enjoyability, the ex the accessibility of Sword and Shield. Because like you know, I can sit there with my five year old and she can play on her own. The only thing I have to do is help her read through the cutscenes. <laughs> it is funny because it's not like. Oh, sorry. Uh, it is, but no, but but I mean, like you couldn't have done that in red. <laughs> yeah, that actually reminded me when I first I found an old old uh, cartridge of I think it was red or blue that I had played when I was probably five or six or so, and I just had just button mashed through the entire game as far as I got. <laughs> every single Pokemon's nickname was just a a a a a a a. Oh, that's my seven year old. Everything is like kick 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 kick. Whereas my five-year-old's like, Dad, how do you spell this? I want to name this one Diggly. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, it's so interesting to think about, you know, my best friend, we've, we, until Jen, until Jen six, we played every game together. And I remember two years ago, he was like, you know, these new games are too stupid easy. I'm going to go replay Red. And he did it for like a week. And he's like, okay, wait, no, maybe I like the new games. <laughs> It's just it's it's frustrating at certain points where you're like, Ugh. yeah, they're <laughs> they're really really enjoyable through the lens of nostalgia. Yes, and they're that's about it. <laughs> hard to play. Yes, with that same mindset. Yes, unless you just make a challenge. It's like it's like playing it's like playing Space Invaders. <laughs> you I mean, you can just honestly play one of the remakes for those games and get the same, yes get the same experience. Well, yeah, that's what we, him and I were joking about. Like games before the uh, special physical split, you're like, "Ugh, Gyarados, why are you so bad?" <laughs> it's it's rough. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so what makes uh, bugs and insects and that whole genre, you know, arachnids, all the, all of the the lovely invertebrates, uh, what makes them special as an animal group? So arthropods, which is the uh, animal phylum that insects belong to are the most diverse a group of multicellular animals um they're like the, the biggest right yeah yeah so the most amount of species and amongst those insects are these particular group that have the most species in the arthropods uh, the beetles um <laughs> yeah beetles have are currently the most described species but uh you might there has been a recent article that says that maybe it's maybe it's parasitoid wasps that are actually the most species. Ooh, we've talked about them. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. But so insects, they live in basically every environment on the planet except for deep sea. So they don't they don't live in deep sea waters, but everywhere else you can find an insect. Um and they occupy every available niche so they can use serve basically any role in the ecosystem that you can think of that an insect is there serving that role okay so they're incredibly ecologically important um they can be indicators of all kinds of environmental issues and also they're just generally really cool there's a lot of a lot of them so you've got a lot of really cool stuff but you know i did want to ask you um i know and we joked about it before we started recording that the insect populations are not doing so well in the world right now we're about to go into catastrophe so what, what's going on here and what can we do about it well i mean there's there's a lot of things that are going on um so just in general humans changing the environment um so there'll be a lot of plant feeding insects are in very 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 close uh, evolutionary relationships with certain plants so 
if they for ex- if their host plant if its range is disrupted then that that insect has nowhere to go and an example of that would be the would be blue darner butterflies so their host plant's range was severely reduced and so the butterfly went away um then think that we fragment we uh, fragment uh, ecosystems so we fragment up their environment and then they don't disperse as well and that harms them as well um i study our light pollution which people have people have recently started to say well light pollution is also really significantly affecting insect populations uh because it changes it changes a lot about their behavior because they've been adjusting to specific light cues for millennia and now we're changing other other things like crop yields though that that impacts them as well too then correct yeah, you definitely could, because um, again, if you change any amount of their food source, uh, then there's just the fact that we're trying to control certain pest insects. So what what, what can we do? I mean, problem. I know like we've talked about major changes. I'm a big picture guy, but like, what can we do as the average, you know, mm-hmm. person? So things you can do is you can plant native plants uh, around your house. Bees. So, if you want to help out native bees, not just honeybees, uh, you can. There's a lot of bees that actually nest in the ground. So, they'll nest in like sandy soils. So, if you have specific areas where they can nest in the ground and you keep that safe, uh, that that can be helpful. So, a lot of things that individuals can do is to support environments for native insects. But then you can also, um, if you are, maybe you're gardening or you have some kind of a food, you're like gardening some kind of food source in your yard, you can choose to use um, integrated pest management techniques so you can recruit natural enemies, so you don't reduce the use of pesticides, things like that. Um so I'm going to ask you a quick question because if I remind me correctly, because I know you came and you saw um, one of the guests we've had on our show, Dr. Horton, him and I were at, at uh, Oh God, what, what convention was that? Matsuri There's a lot in Ohio. Sorry. I've been to like every, every single one this year. Yes, it's it been, was. it's been way too many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were all delightful. I take that back. Sorry. <laughs> no, but, uh, um, <laughs> were you the individual tweeting at us during the event that that we like really were obsessed with? Yes, ants? yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can I ask you then? Because I know we go on. I went into an old, a whole ant. Did you? Talk I about, did the whole ant. Did you? Yes, I did the whole ant rant because of uh, Lucas loving ants so much. Our, our other <laughs> host and his his upset, his anger that we don't have enough ants in the Pokemon world. <laughs> But can you tell me then what is a what is a bug or insect or an arthropod that, that <laughs> you love that no one knows about? That no one knows about. Oh boy, there are, there's so many. Um, I'm gonna say actually the Antarctic midge. So yeah, it is a it is the largest okay. land animal. Wait, in bigger Antarctica. than penguins. They're the largest insects, largest pure, purely terrestrial animal. So penguins, animal. Okay. penguins okay. still go in the water, 
So they're not purely terrestrial. These only live on land. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Okay. My apologies. Sorry. Yeah. And um, (laughs) yeah, they, so they can actually like super cool and freeze down to like negative 40 degrees Celsius. So they can survive really, really extreme conditions. Um, uh, They have one of the smallest known insect genomes. So they just, so their actual amount of DNA that they have is actually really small. um, But yet they can do all these incredible things and they're just, they're just really cool, really cool animals. And they actually have a colony of them at Ohio state. (laughs) Oh, have you gotten to like work with them then? I have not. I've walked past the incubator that they're in several times. Oh, so that's like your that's like your dream then. <laughs> <laughs> just look at it's just it. Just you want you just want to touch it and be like, oh, <laughs> these guys are great. I got you. I got yeah, you. It, okay. I mean, to be fair, every time I see the kangaroos, I'm like, ooh, I want to go pet them. <laughs> not a smart idea, but I. But all right. Uh, anyways, let's move on and talk about some Pokemon. Okay, bug type Pokemon. Um, real quick, let's go around and we'll start with Lydia because you are our guest. Let's talk about who is your favorite bug type, real quick. I want to know yours. Uh, I actually love Illumis. Um, okay, because I yeah I, I I like fireflies well enough, but the main thing that I really like is I like the way that they look like little magicians. <laughs> so, so I love the way they look and I like purple. So Illumis is my, is my go-to. Do they, uh, do they have them out in Columbus a lot? Like I know where I live in Ohio, we can see them all summer. Do you guys see them? Yeah. I, I saw a okay. decent amount of fireflies this summer. Cause I know it's also They're very rare down here. Well, I know it varies in Ohio now too. Like where I grew up, they're like massive, but I grew up next to Lake Erie. So <laughs> Yeah. Everything is there. <laughs> All the bugs. Uh, what about you, Don? What's your favorite insect? Your favorite bug type? Oh, that's that's really tough for me, honestly. I I like all of them so much. Um, it's probably a tie between Heracross and Scyther. Ooh. I have to say. Yeah. Okay. I had a praying mantis growing up, and it was just fun to watch. And uh, I really like real life. Like, I mean, I really like stag beetles and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm just a big fan of Heracross. You know I have always loved Scizor, despite the fact. Like, like, legitimately loved it, and I've been so disappointed. He reminds me of the clams robot from Futurama. <laughs> I have always loved it, and I've been so disappointed that until last year, he he was not an official plush. Because <laughs> I only collect official plush, and I was so happy when the city. Oh, yeah, I just got the hair cross plush. Uh, my kid the same did, line. My kid did too. Wink, wink. I don't know. Maybe it's from Santa. <laughs> We got it. We got a bunch of them for my daughters. I think we got we got um um oh god um Shuckle for the baby because she loves turtles, and we got Lila Larvitar because she's a comp- you know she's a competitive player. So we're like, hey, here's Larvitar because Tyranitar is awesome. I don't remember what we got the other one. I think we gave her the Heracross because Heracross is cool. <laughs> Heracross is also awesome. Um, is okay, cool. so let's talk about uh, some actual bug Pokemon though. Um, so. The new generation, <laughs> whether people like it or love it, did bring us a lot of new Pokemon. Um, some really interesting things, in fact. Uh, and Scent of Scorch is one of them, being 
a very interesting I mean some sort of peed, right? Yeah, it's definitely definitely based on some so kind can of you, a can myriapod. You, can, you, can we go into then the differences between like scolipede and centoscorch? Like what what makes them different? Because I know nothing about peds or any of the the sort. <laughs> I uh haven't seen that much of centoscorch at this point, so I don't know if it's if one is based on okay. maybe a millipede and the other's a centipede. Uh, which in that case would be... They both seem pretty angry, honestly. They <laughs> kind of seem centipede <laughs> Centipedes are truly the really? more vicious of the two. What, what makes them more vicious? Yeah. So, like, they're just... I just... Most centipedes I see are the, ang- are the okay. angry ones that will actually, like, hurt you. Whereas you pick up a millipede, and they're the ones that have, like... They have a lot more legs, and so they... Mostly, we'll just like run away and hide. Okay, so Don, can you can you tell me anything about these two Pokemon? Because I know nothing about Peds. All right, so I'm gonna take a very like uneducated, and I'm stressing this like a lot, uneducated um, stab at like maybe. So, I mean, Scolipede, if I remember right, Lydia, Scolipendra, oh. is that what like the giant centipedes are? Yes. Yeah, so I'm guessing its name is a nod to like that plus centipede. So scolipede, and it's like also a poison type. So it's definitely, um, like a, a nod to a centipede, which are venomous. Are they all venomous, or are they just like some of them are? Really? I I think it's just some. Yeah. Okay. Well, all the all the all the cool ones. Yeah, the cool ones are. Be, yeah. Um. There's a really cool like Planet Earth of it one like catching bats. Um, check that one out. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah. And I just did a Google of fire centipede, and that is apparently a type of uh, a species of centipede. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess okay. Centiscorch is also because he's literally a fire centipede, and according to Wikipedia, the bite is very painful. So <laughs> that sounds. I mean, like. A lot of insects have really painful bites. Yeah. Done by that guy who, uh, like, made, made yes. the scale by, like, stinging himself. I, 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 have heard him, I have heard him on Science Friday. Like, that guy is crazy. <laughs> There's a guy on YouTube recently who's been letting stuff sting him. I watched him get stung by a tarantula hawk the other day. Oh, jeez. Oh, what? It looked painful. Why? Why would anyone do that? Oh, Views, bro. Oh. So, so... What 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 can we tell our audience then about about peds in general? Then, what makes them different than other <clears throat> arthropods? So they have one pair of legs per every segment. So they just have a lot of different be- segments. Yeah. So basically, all arthropods, their bodies are broken down into these segments, and so some of the main differences between like a millipede and a centipede, and also an insect, is the number of legs that they have. So insects have uh, three pairs, so for six total, so they have just three spotty segments, half legs, whereas centipedes have one pair per every segment, and then millipedes have two pairs of legs per every segment. So that's the main differences in what they look like, if you ever wanted to know what if something is one of those. Okay, okay. And typically, like millipedes are uh, more of like the scavenging, plant-eating sort of nature, right? And centipedes eat meat for the most part. Yeah, centipedes are 
predominantly carnivorous. Oh. So, like, James and James and John Peach should really have been careful around Mr. Centipede. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. That, that would be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, they're they're really, really scary predators, and they're hey, way too twitchy. are you saying that opinion. Roldal did not know science? Be careful, Don. <laughs> I was just saying that it would have been... Is there, there needs to be a giant centipede horror movie, honestly. Ooh, I'd watch it. No, I'm good. There isn't? There probably is. There has to be. Oh, an- Annihilation. Monster? Annihilation. Uh, isn't that the movie with Natalie Portman, right? Yes. Maybe. Where, like, the, the alien bubble appears and, like, they like, yes. go into it. And, like, everyone's DNA gets screwed up. And then her husband's DNA, like, they cut this guy open and his intestines turn into a giant centipede. Uh, that sounds unpleasant. Yes. Well, I did look up centipede plus horror movie, and there was one. Oh, there, no, there, were, there is one. There is one called centipede exclamation point from two thousand four. Wait, 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 um, a group of cave explorers are menaced by giant centipedes. All right, let's move on. We'll talk about. We'll talk about Burmy. Burmy is the bagworm Pokemon. What is a bagworm? <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like I literally feel like. Did you ever see Will Ferrell being? Um, Oh my God! What was the guy he from uh, the Cubs? When he was no on SNL, his, his, he Bears? used to be. Uh, no. He was the announcer, Harry Carey. You never saw him as Harry Carey. Okay, like, so I have no oh, idea. the move was made of cheese. Would you eat it? Oh, no, spare ribs. That's what it was. But I feel like that. Like I have absolutely no idea anything about any of these bugs. Like I know nothing. So tell me, what is a bagworm? Someone? Well, a bagworm is actually it's a moth larvae so oh, okay yeah when they they emerge from those bags they are moths with so they've got they look like a normal moth so which was a in the same group as butterflies so they're related yeah because um, moths and butterflies are not like uh separate anymore right i, I did just hear that in an interview right yeah uh, they've it's been like harder They've been in the same group of uh, Lepidoptera, but I think their evolutionary tree makes it so that they're no longer distinct groups. Yes, because like like some of the traits you would attribute to one are now seen by both. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so Burmy is a bagworm, then type of moth. So, what 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 is the bag? Just like it's chrysalis, then? Just it's a large, con- just a kind of a case. That okay. they put around all of the pupae. Um, so don't I wouldn't necessarily call it the chrysalis itself because okay. there's several inside of the bag. It's oh. more just a it's just a casing. So like they all climb in there together and like cuddle up and then go through metamorphosis. Yeah, basically. Oh. Is there a different kind? Because the ones around here they're like they're a smaller, it's like an individual caterpillar almost, or individual larvae that has like sticks and whatnot stuck to it, and he kind of crawls around. And they seem to be like a there like a one-off kind of thing. Like they're really small. Group of insects who also make uh, little cases around themselves. Um, there, there probably is, are multiple types of bagworms and have different numbers and life systems. Yeah, these these guys are definitely like um. It seems to be like a, unless maybe there's others behind it, but like you'll see them uh, even when they're still like their active stage, I guess. You'll see them kind of moving around and they're maybe, I mean, maybe like a centimeter long, if that. And they're in yeah. a little 
stick kind of yeah, bag. Yeah, I, I believe that there there's another type that's like that as well. Huh. Okay. So, um, I'm curious though. Like, uh, Burmy only turns into Mothim if it's a male, right? So, so like, does that tie into anything about like bagworms at all? So there are species of bagworms where only the males have wings. And this, oh, okay. Yeah, and this is actually fairly common. Um, like I know f- fireflies. Some fireflies do that, right? Yeah, it's, it's fairly common in insect world. All right, so I want to talk about Vicavolt because it is a beetle, right? So it's a, it's a type of, of beetle, mm-hmm. like like a stag beetle. Then <clears throat> is that what that would be considered? I named mine Snippity Snap. Kind of like pincer. Yeah, it would, <laughs> it'd be it'd be some kind of a one of those be different beetles. I can I could get picture I could picture the kind of beetle it is in my head. Uh, the tiger okay. beetle. That. No, tiger beetles are generally smaller. Their main thing is that they're just really fast. Yeah, I like watching them scurry around. There's seems to be a lot in, like the dunes here. Yeah, so they... beetles are interesting in general. Um, so like, what's up with like, like so the beetle life stages? Uh, uh... They're uh, they're holometabolous, so they go undergo complete metamorphosis. Got it. So they and their their pu- their larval larvae are not called caterpillars. They are grubs. Oh, um, which is a very Important distinction to make. Uh, I know some people who study specifically grubs and got very up in arms with me about people calling them caterpillars. Oh. <laughs> but but do they look like caterpillars? Um, they can. Uh, the problem is that beetle larvae look they they're all over the place in what they actually look I mean, like. Beetle, so beetles I can, themselves are like all over, right? Yeah. So I could I can see how people would make the would say that they look the same. I can see how that would be something someone could come to, and I believe it has a lot to do with whether what they have like what the head actually looks like. Okay, it's a difference. Yeah, I would typically argue, at least from the ones I've seen, that the like your standard beetle grub is less cute. Yes, from a like objective <laughs> standpoint, that a caterpillar That's tends super to be scientific here because they're all like. Bleached. Well, they're all bleached white with their creepy face. Yeah, and I like—I still like grubs, but they seem to be so, less like, of a like, lovable uh, critter. What is uh, Vicavolt's? Uh, is it Grubbin? Yes. Yes, and he reminds me of Snom, who's Snom new. Snom is adorable. Let's not talk about him, unless you all want to <laughs> talk about Snom right now because he is adorable. But I feel like Lydia apparently hasn't played enough of the game. <laughs> no, I haven't. There's an amazing. Okay, there's an amazing right, well, moth. Lydia, later you'll encounter Snom. It's based oh, off the jewel caterpillar, and he's I've precious. I've seen a lot of pictures, and yes, I agree. He is precious and beautiful. I, I, I'm, like, so excited. So, like, um, because I have both games, and we have two switches here, we decided one switch was only for sword, and one was only for shield. But but that's because my girls are <laughs> playing on separate games. And then I figured I could make two separate games then, right? You know, like... That way, if they're like, hey, dad, can you help me? Or dad, can you help me? I'm like, all right, well, then either way, I can help them, right? That was my thought. Yeah. So I have one on my sword playthrough. Um, some of our, our fans on our Facebook group helped me pick names, and I, I, I'm i running, like, a playthrough with only, like, 12 things that I've never touched. <laughs> Most of which are from this gen, except for <laughs> Rufflet, because I've apparently never touched a Rufflet. <laughs> I named it Sam Eagle, because I love the Freedom Bird. Um, 
<laughs> but like I named Snom Mothra. I'm so excited to have my girl Mothra. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to name Mothra. it Snom Mom. I, just, I literally just watched Godzilla. Snom the other Mom. Day. <laughs> the new one? Or like one yes. of the classics? No, the new one with Mothra in it. I really liked it. it I really enjoyed it. Go watch Godzilla. There's big monster fighting. It was exactly what it needed to be. I anyway. So the so the Beatles have different life stages. We got way off topic there. Um, <clears throat> but there's also a lot of diversity in Beatles, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So they are commonly said to be the my the most diverse group of insects. Um, uh, yeah, most diverse multicellular animal. Um. And I mean, part of this might just be because we've described so many because they're just they're really easy to find and identify. Um, I know people who study uh, parasitoid wasps, though, and there are a lot of those that we have no we have no idea what they are yet. So they're they're catching up in number of species. But as of now, beetles are still the most the most. Wait, can I ask a weird question? That's I hopefully it's not that weird. But is there like. Yeah. Of the people that specialize in the different groups of insects, is there any one group where you guys are like, oh, that's where all the weirdos like to study? <laughs> I mean, I, I, think, I think we all. <laughs> or is it, is it like, is someone like, oh man, like is big it... wasps are like the coolest, and you're like, oh yeah, they're weird. Is it mosquitoes? <laughs> uh, mosquito people. Uh... They're the ones that like. Do you feed your mosquitoes? Like I've seen, I've seen on the Discovery Channel people that like do the mosquitoes. They've got to like, oh, just feed them their blood. Yeah, there. Are, is that still a thing, or is that like more old school? I mean, there are people who still will do that. Who will just like shove their arm or something into the mosquito cage and just feed them that way. That's um, how you get malaria. <laughs> if they're all, if they're all lab mosquitoey. Yeah, they, they're usually fine. My our mosquitoes actually don't primarily feed on humans. They prefer birds. So. so you just shove like a pigeon in there <laughs> and we use an artificial system. So no, no birds okay. are harmed. No birds were harmed <laughs> in the making of this study. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you a real quick question. Apparently Lucas wants us to ask this because now that I'm looking at the Google doc, I can see which questions are Don's and which are not. <laughs> Cause they are written in different font. Um, are they? Oh, mine are all in the same font. <laughs> Yeah, yours and are like in caps lock. No, too. that's centipede versus centiscorch to Lucas. Oh, okay. So this is a Don question. Never mind. Uh, I, we want to know a bug type uh, or a bug that needs to be a Pokemon. Um, so I'm gonna say mantis flies. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. What are those? So they are in the same group as lace wings, and so they are specific group of them that also kind of look like you took the front half of a praying mantis and just kind of glued it on there. <laughs> so, like, so like the new fossils where you're like, yeah. well, what the hell is that? They would be, they okay. look not real. Like they look like a not they, real creature. They're, they are incredible. And I love them. <laughs> okay. So we need this to be a bug fighting type. Got it. Yes. Or a bug, uh, dark type. Ooh. Yeah, Matt, if you can, you should Google one right now. Cause I want to hear like your reaction to uh, what they look like. <laughs> Okay, so what is this called? Mantis fly? Yeah. What the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) 
my god, what is this? What is this? It looks like a wasp on the lower half. Yeah. But like the eyes are not a wasp. The eyes are clearly it's half a fly. wasp, half fly. But half the mantis. arms are the arms are a mantis. <laughs> what the hell is this? This is terrifying. Yeah. I'm happy I've never Things seen this off. before. <laughs> I mean, they are they're very rare. There's not a lot of species. No, but um, like the pictures of them, like they most... come in a very wide variety of colors too. Wow, mm-hmm. these things are terrifying. Mostly in this is like the thing of nightmares. <laughs> also, while you're Googling stuff, I really want a giraffe weevil Pokemon. And you should oh, look I know that what up. Those oh, are. No. yes. No. <laughs> There's such... Those and the eye stock fly are my two favorite, like, impractical creatures. Uh, uh, so no. So I love insects is that they love they, there's ones that look like this. Also, Matt, look up look up eye stock. What fly. are you guys doing to me? <laughs> eye stock. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, fly. Okay. What is this? <laughs> the wider their eyes, it means they're the more like alpha male fly. My eyes are far apart. Am I not the greatest? No. His eyes are bigger. <laughs> Okay, these are terrifying. Um, I'm not looking at this anymore. You guys are awful. Um, all right, so so hold on, hold on. Bug apparently is now the only type without a legendary. What's something that you'd like to see incorporated? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go back to my mosquito roots and say a uh, mosquito based on the Toxorhynchides uh, genus, which are giant mosquitoes. And they are also very metallic and very pretty looking. And the main thing about them is that they actually are cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> there is a species of Toxorhynchides. Oh, those things are super cool. I just looked them up. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, the larvae will eat other mosquito larvae. Um, so with that said, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you so very much for coming on. Um, we'd love to have you back another time. And heck, if I'm going to put it out there in front of everyone, if you ever feel like joining me at a convention in Ohio, I'd love the company because I, I apparently am now to take my five-year-old to half the conventions in the state. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I like, like you laugh, but like, I, I apply Sometimes to, I'm there to several too. conventions coming up like, one in January <laughs> that I'm not going to name. And, uh, and I was like, Hey, can I bring my five-year-old as a panelist? And they're like, no. And I was like, Oh, oh okay. Hmm. Well, it's really cute. And they're like, nah, 18 and up only. And I'm like, oh, guys. You know what, though? I'm telling you, come to, uh, come come see us. We'll be at Kalahari again next year. I got to apply to that soon. We had a blast last year. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, Colossal I go to the great. ones that are in Columbus because this is where I live. So, Yeah, you and I, I actually went time. to that one. It was nice. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, if people want to know more about uh your yep. work or insects where can they 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 learn about either of those <laughs> two different things so uh, <laughs> let me pull up what my actual professional twitter account you posting is. angry stuff okay. <laughs> my one that's that's not I don't, like... a, I don't have a personal twitter so i i have to be cautious when i'm on our yeah our podcast um, twitter to not say like to not like comment politically on people <laughs> Professional Twitter would be Lydia L Y D I A underscore Rose, nineteen ninety five. Um, that is She's a young handle. 
I am oh a youngin. God, I'm She's old. A youngin. I'm old now. I'm a I know. I feel so old every time we interview anyone. I'm like, oh. I mean, you make me feel young, Matt. No offense, but like, now <laughs> I feel old. Well, having three kids makes everyone around you feel younger. <laughs> yeah. And also check out the Ohio State University Entomology Department uh, website. Well, thank you so very much. We hope to have you around another time. Have a good day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, that was a fun episode. Um, she was very, very knowledgeable, and I, I appreciate her going along with all of my terrible jokes. It was honestly really, really cool. I wanted to be an entomologist. That was like the first job when I learned what it was when I was like eight or whatever, when people would ask you what you wanted to be when you grew up. I would say entomologist because I've always liked the little mini-legged critters. That... Uh... <laughs> Well, you know, some people know when they're eight and some know when they're much younger. Well, I ended up not doing that, but I thought about doing that. So, partial credit. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, though. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was happy with this. <clears throat> For those who are listening, our Patreon supporters, there are several of you that I am putting into a raffle and I will post publicly the results in a few days. Um, and I need to buy one of you a t-shirt here in December. That was the, the, the promise. And I will keep true to my word because I am a man of my word, if nothing else. And I think I have nothing else. <laughs> uh, you got, your cat is nice, I think. <laughs> I, got, I got the silver fox thing going, right? <laughs> yeah, you do, actually. Like you're, you're, It's actually pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, legitimate, though. I'm excited. Uh, thank you, everyone, who's been a supporter. Um, especially as we get into these holiday seasons, I really appreciate it. I know the holidays are tight and awful, um, but I appreciate your support. We appreciate it. Um, there's going to be new network news coming out. It'll be on our feed as well. Um, the network added a bunch of new shows. I'm so excited to see us grow, and I'm so excited for the new partnership opportunities. Like I just can't even express it. Getting to see this dream grow is amazing. And doing so at a time where the market is so saturated is even more amazing. So thank you guys for your support. Remember, all you got to do is share it to one friend. And if everyone does that, we will double in size and keep on growing and improve the mission that we set upon to educate each other and become a welcoming place where everyone can feel invited. So thanks, everyone. Have a good holidays and so forth. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. 100%. Thanks again, everybody. Yep. Bye. Bye.